Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So I got this question from Ali here on uh, YouTube. He said, good video as always, John. I have a question for you. Would you recommend working for free just to get a, just to get job experience? And there was a comment from Rick that I actually thought was pretty good. So I wanted to highlight that here. And I, I generally agree with what Rick's saying, but I do want to add a few things to it. So Rick said, it's my opinion as a webmaster and website marketer for a number of years. Know what he said of saying to someone, you get what you pay for. I have in the past worked for free as well. I don't recommend it. I'd say you need to charge them something. The problem is in working for free, no client will really appreciate that. They may say they do, though past experience has shown me otherwise. Also, some will tell uh, some will tell you by giving them a nice break, they can bring you more business. Nope, doesn't happen. Charge what you feel it's worth, and in doing so, you may want to check going rates for what they want. The important thing, as John has said, do a great job at a fair price. That will bring you more business. And uh, I generally agree with this. That said, I do. There's a few caveats I want to add to this, where I think you can do some free work in some very specific instances and can actually have a ton of value for you, especially if you're first getting started. I also did some free work when I first got into web development, and I sort of made some of the mistakes. And so I want to talk about, tell you a little bit about my experience with it, when you when you should consider doing it, and the, some of the reasons why you absolutely should not, and when you should not, and then. Some of sort of the hard, fast rules you need to keep in mind if you are going to do it, no matter the situation or no matter the context. So to give you a clearer picture of when to, when not to, and how to go about actually doing that. So that's what we're going to get into in this episode. Of course, before I do that, I do want to ask you to become a supporting listener of the show over on Patreon. Now, Obviously, besides just supporting the show and helping me to continue to do this, which I would really appreciate, you're also going to get access to a, a ton of perks over there. So there, I have I keep my Patreon simple. It's one level. It's $10 a month. And for $10 a month, you get access to all of my past uh, courses that I've uh, ever released. So my PHP 101 course, my object-oriented programming course, PHP forms, my login script, the WordPress course I just released, my Upwork 101 course, and then there's a bunch of source code in there from YouTube videos that I've done that that had source codes associated with them. All that source code is in there as well, plus stuff that's just it's not available anywhere else. It's only inside of Patreon. So uh, again, as a supporting listener, you'll be helping me and supporting me, but you're going to also get access to all of this stuff. And I've made the promise that you also get access to all of my future courses. So whenever I create and release a new course, I release that over on Patreon first. And so you're going to get access to that as well whenever they come out. So my Upwork module tool, my Upwork 101 course that I'm going to release this month, you'll be getting access to it first. You don't have to do anything. Just be a supporting listener of the show over on Patreon and you just get access to it all. So again... I think it's a pretty good deal, and and like I said, I'll, I would really appreciate you helping support what I do here. So get, the link for that is johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. I think there will be a little thing that pops up right here if you're uh, listening on, or if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio version, again, just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, and I'd appreciate that. All right, so with that out of the way, let's get into this whole free work thing. So... Uh, I want to start off just tell you a little bit of my own experience. So it was a few years into web development. I don't, I don't quite exactly remember how far into it, it I was, but I was at the point where I was 
doing some coding and I was in particular working with WordPress pretty heavily. And I had people that I knew, I wouldn't necessarily call them uh, family or, or good, good friends, but I had people that I knew in different sort of circles that I was involved with, uh, several that I had sort of met online. And I even had some of them that approached me asking me, asking to for paid work. And I would always tell them that I just wanted to do it for free. And I remember one guy in particular, this is where the one that always kind of sticks with me. He asked me to do some paid work for him. And I told him that I preferred to just do it for free. And he wrote me back and sort of refused to let me do it for free, which I thought was really, really weird. And and the basic point that he made was, I don't want you to do it for free because if you do it for free, you know, you can sort of walk away at any point and I don't really have anything that I can say or do. I sort of want to, I want to pay you so that you have, you're committed to my project and, and you'll follow through and, and see it through. And that was sort of the moment for me. I, again, I had been doing paid work before or free work before that for people that I knew, some friends, uh, maybe some family in there. I can't quite remember, but I had been doing free work for a while up to that point. And that was the moment when it became clear for, for me that I was using that as a sort of an excuse because I was scared to do paid work. I was scared to have somebody pay me and then have me fail at it, have me bail on it, have me not be able to complete at it. It was fear that was ultimately holding me back from doing paid work. And I had sort of built it up in my mind. It was that I just needed to learn more stuff. I was building, you know, I was networking and building a portfolio and all this sort of stuff. I had come up with all these excuses as to why I wasn't doing paid work. But when he sort of refused to let me do it for free, it made it made it it made it very clear to me. And, and the way he said it, it made it very clear to me that I was afraid of that commitment. I was afraid of that pressure. And so I bring that up just to say that I'm going to go through reason, some reasons why you shouldn't do it and then some reasons why you should do it and how to go about doing it. But the one thing that I want to make sure that you get throughout this entire thing and from this, from this video, if you get nothing else, is don't let free work and, and the things we're going to talk about become an excuse to justify continuing not doing paid work because you're sort of scared of that pressure. You're scared, you're, you're scared to take that leap and make that commitment because I think that's a real thing and I think a lot of people deal with it. And that's why some of the rules that I have in place that I'm going to tell you about are, are very, very important that you follow these. So I just want to make that point first and foremost. Don't let it become an excuse for you not to take paid work. All right, now, when it comes to, okay, should you, should you do it? So there's some reasons you shouldn't do it. And what I mean by reasons you shouldn't do it is not sort of in a global sense, but I'm saying if these are your reasons why you're thinking of doing paid work, these are bad reasons. These are reasons that you shouldn't, these shouldn't be the th reasons why you do free work. So to get referrals, and, and, and Rick sort of mentioned this, the reason why. Most of the people that you do free work for aren't going to send you referrals. And if they do send you referrals, it's going to be for other people to do free work. That's just the way it works. I mean, there's there's now and again some exceptions to that. And I'm sure you'll find people out there who got paid work from free work. But in my experience, the people I know and talk to 90% of the time, 
if you even get referrals, it's going to be referrals for more free work. So it, it's sort of pointless to 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 think or it's an illusion to think that you're going to do free work to get a bunch of paid referrals. It just doesn't really ever happen that way. A lot of people like to say that, but the reality of people who've actually done it, it just doesn't work uh, all that often. So if you're doing it to get referrals, uh, that's not a good reason to do it. Another one is to get future business. So a lot of times what a, a potential client will say is, do this for me for free and I have I have more work coming. I mean, that's obviously almost anybody hearing that, it's sort of a, a trick, but sometimes when you're new and you're just trying to get going, you can sort of you can sort of allow yourself to to knowing in the back of your mind it's probably not gonna happen. You can allow yourself to believe it. I I'll just tell you straight up, that person it's not going to happen. I mean, it almost never happens that someone says, hey, do this free work for me and then you'll get paid more work. They're just manipulating you. And so again, if that's a reason why you're doing free work, it's not a very good reason. Another one is to to make a name for yourself or sort of this idea of networking. Again, maybe in the past, this was this was a little more useful but oftentimes it sort of goes along with what we said about referrals. If you do free work to build a name for yourself, the name that you're going to build, the reputation that you're going to build is someone who will do free work. It's it's often uh, what people will t- say about you will be less about the quality of your work and more about the fact that you did it for free. So it doesn't build a very good reputation for you, at least one that is beneficial to you in the long term. So there's probably more we could go through, but those are sort of three of the big ones that I hear and a lot of people tend to talk about. And I don't think those are very good reasons to do free work. Now, some good reasons to do free work. The first one is to build your portfolio. So if you're doing free work so that you can then take that item and put it in your portfolio, then I think that's a good reason. And the reason why is because there's nothing the client can really ultimately do about you putting in that portfolio, right? You're not relying on them to get a referral, to get future business, or to say something nice about you. All you need them to do is essentially let you build the thing that you're building, and then you take screenshots and put it in your portfolio. So you have sort of complete control over it. So uh, do, doing that in order to to build your portfolio is a good idea, and it's better than you know, I've I've often talked about just build uh, build portfolio items for nobody, not even free work, just nobody. Just build some sites that you build on your own so you can put them in your portfolio. Doing free work for other people is actually a little bit better than that because not only can you get the portfolio item, but often you can get, there will be an actual domain you can point people to. You can say, this is real client work, even though it was uh, free work, it was still real client work. And oftentimes, we'll talk about this in a second, but you can get a testimonial or some sort of review from that client as well. So that actually makes for a better, more well-rounded portfolio item. So if you're doing it for that reason, then that's a good reason to do free work. You just need to make sure to communicate clearly with the client up front that that's the reason you're doing it is in order to build your portfolio so that they know I'm going to take screenshots. I'm going to ask you for a testimonial. I'm going to point people to your domain. So that's clear up front. Another good reason to do it is just to get practice. So maybe you just want to get practice building stuff. And instead of just building stuff on your own, you work a little bit better 
when you have someone that you're building something for. And maybe you have some family and friends that need some sites done and you like could completely just couldn't care about getting paid for it. You just want to practice building things. That's a good reason to do it too. It's always a good reason to do something to get better at doing it. That's always going to be a good reason. Everything that you you do in development, life, etc. If the reason you're doing it, at least partially, is to get better at it, that'll always be a good reason across the board. And so, again, that if that's why, then that's 100% fine. I would just say... Also get the portfolio item, also get the testimony, all that sort of stuff. So add that on there to make it even more valuable. Another good one, a good reason to do it is to get experience working with people. And, you know, this is something a lot of people who get in development, web development, don't realize. They sort of focus on the the coding skills and don't realize that once you get to a point with that and you want to start getting paid to do that, to, to do this web development thing we do. There's a whole nother area of working with people. And so you have to tackle that as well. And that's waiting out there for you. So if you've kind of got through the coding thing and now you want to sort of dive into the working with people part of it and getting paid part of it and figure that out, but you don't necessarily want to have your first client experience be with a paid client that, you know, you, there could be an issue and there could be, that could create a mess. Then doing free work in order to get, the experience of working with people, then that can be helpful uh, as well. The last one then is, I sort of mentioned this, which is to get testimonials. So if you're doing it to get testimonials, again, a very, very good reason. As I mentioned with the portfolio items, the big thing here is to make sure that you communicate clearly that the reason you're doing it is to get a testimonial from that client. Communicate it at the beginning, throughout, at the end, that you want that testimonial uh, and you're sort of expecting that from them. So they know that that's expected of them and it's not unclear when you go to ask for it. Now, those are some of the reasons to and not to. When we start talking about, okay, I've decided I'm actually going to do some free work. There's sort of some rules that I have with all of this. So the first rule, and this is just to help make it the most valuable for you and make sure you don't get caught up in sort of this big mess that becomes a real headache. So the first one is to make sure that what you're building is highly related to what you're planning on doing as paid work so that the portfolio portfolio you build and the client history, job history, testimonials, all that is relevant to the paid work that you're going to do. So don't just take any free work. Don't just build sort of random sites or whatever. Make sure it's highly relevant to what you plan on doing for paid work. So, for example, for me, all of the free work that I did, I built membership sites because that's what I was planning on doing for paid work. And so when I had those portfolio items, they were membership sites. So when I now go to Upwork and upload those there, it's all relevant. So just make sure it's highly relevant to what you're planning on doing for paid work. Another one is... Be very clear up front about what they can can and cannot expect from you in terms of the interactions that you're going to have back and forth. So make sure scope is really clear. Make sure how much you're going to communicate is really clear and that you don't let them eat up your time and your sanity because if you let them, they will. And free clients who who uh, are you're, you're doing free work for are often the worst. Paid clients often are a lot better about this because 
A, some oftentimes they're paying you by the hour, so it, it, it sort of costs them. But B, they're paying you to build the project. They want you to be working on the project, not constantly on the phone with them or emailing them or whatever. So with, with free work, people sort of just tend to think, they, they, they don't really think about your time and they just tend to eat it all up. So just be very, very clear about your time and how much access they're going to have to you and so forth, especially if it's family and friends. Because family and friends, like that, they just a lot of times don't have a sense of those limits. Because in every other part of your life, they really aren't any limits. So just be very, very clear about that. It sort of leads into this next one, which is say no to people with whom you have important relationships. So if this is a relationship that's really, really important to you, then I highly recommend you don't do free work for them. And the reason why is is because. If this is, especially if this is your first work that you're doing, there's a really good chance you're going to screw it up. (laughs) It's not going to go perfect. That doesn't mean you're going to mess up the site, but maybe you won't communicate as much as they think that you should. Or maybe you'll get angry at one point because they want you to do something stupid or whatever. There's a really good chance that's going to happen. And if it's an important relationship, a a relationship that is, is a good relationship, you probably don't have those sorts of boundaries in other parts of your life and other parts of your relationship. So when you get into this work sort of relationship, you're going to, you're going to talk to them different. You're going to, it's just going to be different. And there's a really good chance that you could ruin that relationship by trying to do free work for them. So if it's an important relationship, just simply don't do it. It makes it uh, your life a lot easier. I sort of mentioned this, but whatever the reason is why you're doing this, this is sort of the fourth rule. Whatever the reason is why you're doing this, make sure you communicate that from the start, throughout, and at the end. So if it's for a testimonial, make sure you tell them, I'm doing this for a testimonial. Or if it's portfolio, I'm doing this port- for a portfolio. You know, Or if it's, I'm doing this to get better in practice, or whatever it is, make sure you communicate that clearly up front to them so they know what's in it for you. They know what's expected of them, but they also know sort of, your motivation and your purpose in doing all of this, okay? It just makes everything go a lot smoother. The final thing is just sort of real quick. I talked about this in a past episode, but if feasible, and by that I mean if the person you're doing the free work for is capable of doing this, you think, and and is someone that this would work with, then ask them to role play being a real client. Ask them to pretend like they don't know you, that you're just, they're the real client and they're going to you're going to do this with them so that you can sort of get that experience of closer to working with a real client. That can be really really beneficial. Role playing is a really good uh way to get good at any particular skill. So those are sort of my five rules. The last big one is you need to limit how whatever you kind of free free work you do, you need to limit it to a set time period or number of portfolio items. And this goes back to what I said about uh, my own experience so that you don't start using this free work as an excuse to because you're sort of scared to take on paid work like I was. So I'm going to do it for a year. I'm going to do it till I get five portfolio items and then I'm done, period. There's no exceptions, no excuses. I'm going to start uh, doing paid work after that. That is absolutely critical so that it doesn't become this sort of ongoing endless thing and you let fear sort of dictate that you just keep doing this free work. I've had it happen to me, and I can tell you it's very, very debilitating and frustrating. So set a specific time period or number of portfolio items and then stick to it. 
Now, of course, when you sort of make that transition from doing this this free work and, and setting yourself up like this, you want to move into doing paid work, then you have to actually sort of learn the skills of going out and getting paid work. And one of the great places that you can do that is the number one freelancing site on the planet, which is Upwork. Now, one of the things that uh, people tend to struggle with when they get on Upwork is not really understanding exactly how that system works. A lot of people fall into this trap of thinking that Upwork is there for the freelancer. They're there for you to help you get work and you don't really have to do anything. Uh, they're, they're, they're sort of there to bring you all of the work uh, that, that, that you want. And it's not really the case with Upwork. Uh, you really have to take some time to figure out how the system works, the algorithms that it uses, how to appeal to those algorithms, how to appeal to the client base and ultimately get yourself hired. And the big point here is that just like learning PHP or HTML or CSS, learning how to freelance, learning how to do things on Upwork and get work on Upwork is a skill just like any other. So it's you just have to take the time to actually learn it. So when you're ready to make that transition from free work to paid work, or maybe you're ready to dive into paid work right now, and you want to tap into that huge freelancing platform that Upwork is, then I can show you some of those skills. And in my Upwork 101 course, we go through and actually I actually show you exactly how to build your profile in a way that appeals to those algorithms, that it helps you to rank higher than you probably would if you weren't doing the things that I'm going to show you. And also, at the same time, make your profile more appealing to potential clients. And the big thing here is this idea of relevance over rank. A lot of people talk about rank on Upwork and job success score and all of that, but there is a relevance factor and you can use that to your advantage to help you be able to get more work and so forth. So I show you how to do all of that in this Upwork 101 course. You can go to upwork101.com to learn more about that. But if you're, you're thinking about freelancing on Upwork, I highly, highly recommend taking the course so that you can start off on the right foot and get going right away getting work as opposed to what happens with a lot of people is they they don't understand how to use it. So they set up their profile in a certain way. It doesn't really appeal. They struggle. They have trouble getting work and they sort of just, oh, Upwork is a scam or Upwork doesn't this or that. A lot of times what it boils down to is just not understanding how Upwork works. And I can, again, I can show you that it's really, it, it's pretty simple. But once you get it, then it, it just makes a huge difference in the kind of success that you have on Upwork. So again, upwork101.com for that. I encourage you to check that out. All right. If you liked the video, I'd appreciate if you'd hit that like button. Also subscribe for make sure you get all future episodes. If you like the links to the past episodes and also uh, links to subscribe on iTunes, Android, TuneIn, all that you can find all that at johnmorrisshow.com. And if you'll rate and review the podcast over on iTunes to help me grow the show, I'd really appreciate that. I will also give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free if you will leave me an honest review over on iTunes. So all the instructions on how to do that, how to get that module, all that you can find at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the start here link at the top. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.